Mr. Dorfman. Hello. 0.2. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. It's the Drunkle Girls. Woo! All right, so we are here. It is that one show with Brian Combs live in front of a studio audience that includes dogs. We are 10 seconds in, and Lee's done already almost spilled a beer. And yes, my friend Richard Lee Fink II is here again. And he's we're already a cluster. If you all knew what it took just to get on the air today. You all would come and buy us a beer, but you don't need to because we've got one here already, don't we, Lee? Well, we might have. We so, might have. Thanks for having me back, Brian. Uh, I thought after the last time that I would be banned, but I'm hearing that there was like two of your listeners that demanded that I came back. One of them was you. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was some fellow that said his name was Tim and they lived in Chillicothe. I know. And don't look him up. <laughs> so... Here's what we're going to do. You actually have a startup beer company in your garage called Drunkle Brewing, right? I do. And you have brought us a sample today, right? Um, maybe. Well, I'm holding it. Well, uh, I'm, let's just uh, let's just go into, uh, you know, we're doing, we're, what's our songs today? Well, we're doing top 10 drinking songs. Top 10 drinking songs. And now, this is not, this is songs about drinking that you can drink to, but you can drink to a lot of songs. Specifically, these are songs about the art and act of drinking, be it beer, tequila, bourbon, whatever, wine, gin, what name it, whatever, pick your poison. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'll tell you, when you're thinking about these songs, you can go a lot of different directions because there's a lot of different moods you could be in that would change the different songs that you would listen to while you're drinking. But yep. um, I'll tell you, I think that, uh, you know, what we've come with here today, you could have a volume two, volume three. Not that I would be in it, Brian, but uh, maybe you could get one of your better people that uh, have been a co-host before, like Dixie or Audrey or one of them to uh, do the volume two and volume three. You realize that you got banned. The other time you was on here for almost a year, and I had lifted, I've lifted you banned. But, but buddy, if you get banned twice, it's a lifetime ban. I agree. So, so you got to behave yourself. Okay, we will definitely do that. I, um, the one thing I do ask is, do not pick any songs by Bobby Bear today. Can you do that for me? Because that's what damn near got you banned last time. I tell you what. Uh, the hate mail we got after that episode was unreal. You didn't get any. Uh, well, I know. Me. I know. I'll say we. That, <laughs> I took it personal. I was like, holy moly, can you believe that? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break, but first we're going to crack open. Well, we're going to do something here first, Brian. Well, no. I'm going to go straight into my number 10 no, song. No, we can't do that yet. I have to. <laughs> I have to because, uh, you know, when you're at work or... When you're there and you're thinking about when you get off, what are you going to do? Or even maybe like uh, somebody asked, hey, what time is it right now, Brian? Well, right now it is uh, 6.23. You're supposed to say 10.15. I told you that earlier. Well, it's 10.15 a.m. Well, it's 5 o'clock somewhere, so let's do this. 
And uh, you know, as coincidence is, I you ain't opened your birthday present yet, and I've had this shit bought since October. Birthday, Not birthday. Christmas. <laughs> well, it's, it's actually closer to your birthday now than it was Christmas. That's my early birthday present. No. What you're saying? No. You still have to get a present. All right, I get another present. Yes. All right. Oh, it's a piece of uh, shiny metal. Yep. Look at that. It's a paddle. It's a. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? It's song? five o'clock somewhere. No, Wasn't that a coincidence? Ain't that a coincidence? <laughs> so let's go with my number ten song, Brian. It's Wait. five o'clock somewhere with Alan Jackson and Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. So am I Workday passes like molasses in wintertime But it's July Getting paid by the hour And older by the minute My boss just pushed me over the limit I'd like to call him something I think I'll just call it a day Pour me something tall and strong Make it a hurricane before I go it's only half past twelve, but I don't care. It's five o'clock somewhere. This lunch break is gonna take all All right, so. You mentioned earlier that there were so many directions that you could go in this. And now, obviously, the overwhelming majority of songs about drinking is from the genre of country music genre. Drink. Yeah. A drunk, of course. But I didn't want to just do 10 straight-up country songs. So I filtered in a couple other genres here, a little rock and roll, uh, and even at my number 10, a little hip-hop. From 1994, the album Doggy Style by Snoop Doggy Dog. He hit number eight with this on the Billboard Hot 100. It's called Gin and Juice. Have you ever heard this song, Lee? I did. I, I almost picked this one, Brian. Really? Uh, yes. All right. So I'd be remiss if I don't go further. There is a bluegrass cover of this by a band called The Gourds that I've played a lot in college when I was in a certain state of mind. I, we're not going to play that one today, but I recommend you all do check that out. But Gin and Juice, uh, it actually won, uh, won a Grammy for Snoop, his first. It was nominated for uh, several MTV awards in 1994. And here's the funny thing. Snoop was wanted for murder at the time in real life. And he had to run off from the, the MTV awards because he got word that the police was coming to get him there because they knew he was there that night. And he went into hiding for a little while. But he got exonerating. He was never convicted of murder, but this is probably my favorite Snoop Dogg song. Uh, it's the second time I've actually featured him on the show this season. The first rapper to be on here twice. And uh, you mentioned that you almost picked it. What particularly do you like about this song? I uh, I just like the beat. I like, you know, I, I'm a big Snoop fan. I don't listen to him a ton, but, uh, you know, uh, he has some good music and... Uh, pretty impressed by some of the stuff he has yes so this is my number 10 favorite drinking song of all time snoop dog 
And according to VH1, the eighth greatest rap song of all time, Gin and Juice. With so much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard being a Snoop Deagle double G, but I... Somehow, some way, keep coming up with funky ass shit like every single day. May I kick a little something for the G's and make a few ends as I breeze through. Two in the morning and the party still jumping cause my mama ain't home. I got bitches in the living room getting it on and they ain't leaving till six in the morning. So what you want to do? Shit, I got a pocket full of rubbers and my homeboys do too. So turn off the lights and close the door. But for what? We don't love them hoes. Yeah. So we gon' smoke a house to this. Jeans up, hoes down. Why you motherfuckers bounce to this? Rolling down the street, smoking in now. Sipping on gin and juice. Lay back. With my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Rolling down the street, smoking in now. Sipping on gin and juice. Lay back. With my mind on my money and my money on my mind. I got me some sequins gin. Everybody got their cups, but they ain't chipped in. Now this type of shit happens all the time. You gotta get yours before I gotta get mine. Everything is fine. All right, Lee. So, uh, you mentioned off there that I had some facts about that song, and you mentioned that for most of your songs, you're gonna have some fiction. I'm gonna have definitely. I'm gonna definitely have some fiction. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, but I will tell you, you know, my first song that I went with at five o'clock somewhere. If you live by that theory of it's five o'clock somewhere, you could end up with a drinking problem. You you very well probably and, would. Uh, <laughs> you probably wouldn't would not end up with a steady job. You might be right. Uh, you know, and in, in my next song that I picked kind of leads right into that. Um, I would tell you that a lot of people say I got a drinking problem, mm-hmm. but I don't have no problem at all drinking. Yeah. No, or no, I, no, that was wrong. But I get no. <laughs> oh, I got no problem drinking at all. That's you know, what I started. You saying. know what's the sad, folks? He he was so proud of himself. He wrote that shit down and still didn't get it right. <laughs> so uh, my number nine, all right, is Midland drinking problem. All right. So what about it? Oh, well, that's a good song. We, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little story about liking it. Um, Please do elaborate. <laughs> uh, you know, we live on a farm, as you know. I've and, been there several times. It's a nice farm. And uh, every once in a while, me and Audrey, we'll get to drinking a little bit, and uh, just a we'll, little. We'll get in the old GMC and start driving around the farm and listen to some of these songs that we got on your plan tonight. Mm-hmm. And that's one of them that we really crank up when we go mud running in the old GMC. All right, so. Introduce this song and I'll play it for our listeners. Number nine, Midland Drinking Problem. One more night, one more down, one more, one more round. First one in, last one out. Given this town, lots to talk about, but they don't know. They don't know. People say I got a drinking problem. That ain't no reason to stop. People saying that I've hit rock bottom. Just cause I'm living on the rocks. It's a broken hearted thing. 
favorite drinking songs of all time at number nine i have margot price from her album midwest farmer's daughter with hurting on a bottle now margot i have talked about on this show before she's got a biography that came out last year i highly recommend it she talks a little bit about in the book about how they come to write this song lee they were having a little get together and just kind of doing a jam session one night and they were drinking and they ran out of beer. And she said, well, we barely put a hurting on the bottle. And she said she instantly sat down and wrote this song, which was good. But the bad thing is, is that put a buzz killing into the party because by the time she was done, everybody had went home and nobody got any more beer that night. But are you familiar with Margot Price and hurting on the bottle at all? No, I'm not. But it's funny that you say that. Uh how that song come about because there's so many things like that that just happen to be like you know somebody says something and it's like oh my god that would be a great song Mm -hmm. and so many songs that we listen to today come about just because of that reason right there yep so thankfully for us she's putting into that particular party that night and wrote this song (laughs) yes and here is my number nine drinking song of all time margot price with Hurtin' on a bottle. kind of dear and dear to my heart or near and dear i mean dear and dear here and dear uh, no <laughs> no uh, oh, i i really uh like still this have, song. we still have seven songs to go are you gonna be okay well we're talking about moonshine right now brian <laughs> so when you think about moonshine brian i got a question for you yep what are some other names that are references to moonshine well there's several uh, there's, you know, Kentucky Mountain Water, mm-hmm. Fire Water, okay, White Lightning. Yeah. Uh, now, I want to tell this isn't my song, but I'm guessing it's a moonshine song, right? It is kind of. You a care moonshine. if I tell a real quick story? You go ahead. 
my grandpa, when he first married my grandma, his father-in-law ran shine down here in Kentucky. And they had a whole car load of it, probably about a hundred jars, and they and they got to drinking one of the jars from point A to B and wrecked. <laughs> That's not a good idea. And my my and his father-in-law come through and started slapping my my papa around a little bit to get him sobered up and said, Charlie, it's all right, the cops is on the way, but I've got all that shine hid. And my papa looked over the way and they literally laid a hundred jars and he'd laid one little tiny stick over them. <laughs> That sounds like something you would do. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that was a good story. I like that. But, uh, you know, one of the things I think of uh, when I think of moonshine is a lot of times it's called corn squeezins or even uh, Mountain Dew. You yes. know what I mean? And, you know, that's where yep. the actual Mountain Dew that we drink today as soda pop come from. Yep. Um, but this song here I got is George Jones, White Lightning. All right. So let's talk a bit about, about this song. All right. It's the first George Jones songs to come on the episode, and he may very well have more songs eligible for this list than any other singer. Half his catalog's pretty much a drinking song. Absolutely. So it may not be the last we hear from old George. It It's probably not going to be, and I'll wait for the rest of my uh, story to tell you uh, when that time comes, maybe. Absolutely. So go ahead and introduce your number eight, and we'll play it. Number eight is White Lightning, George Jones. <laughs> Well, in North Carolina, way back in the hill, near my old pappy, and he had him a still. He brewed white lightning till the sun went down, and then you fill him a jug and he'd pass it around. Mighty, mighty pleasing, pappy's corn squeezing. White lightning. Well, the team in, team in, revenue is too. Searching for a place where he made his brew. They were looking, trying to book him, but my pappy kept on cooking. White lightning. All right, so for your number eight, you had one of the legends of country music and of drinking songs, period, and Georgia Jones, and there's several legends out there. Uh, you know, obviously Hank Williams Sr., uh, Willie Nelson, and, and for my number eight, I've got another legend of Merle Haggard, who has a lot of songs that you could pick from tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of set a rule for myself that I wouldn't have no more than one song from one particular artist, but I could have. So it was hard for, and I knew I had to have at least one Merle on here, so I thought I almost did the night the ball let me down, but I ended up going with this one. I ended up going with a song from 1980 uh, from an album called Back to the Bar Rooms, which was kind of a big comeback album for, for Merle. He'd been in a kind of a downstretch of his career at this time. It's called I Think I'll Just Stay Here and Drink. Are you familiar with this one, buddy? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. You, uh, so, you know, to me, the – you know, the most tried and true drinking song is about a person drinking their sorrows away because of uh, troubles with their significant other, women troubles, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they sitting at the bar and trying to forget the, you know, because they woman's left them pretty much, right? Mm -hmm. And this is a perfect example of that. And, uh, I mean, it just starts out so beautifully. And if you could say that, he says, could be holding you tonight. Could quit doing wrong, start doing right. 
you don't care what I think, so I'll just sit here and drink. So he's drinking his troubles away. Have you ever had to drink your troubles away because of a woman? Uh, well, my I got one of the drunkle girls sitting up here in front of me, and uh, <laughs> I happen to be married to her, so... Yep. I got to be careful with what I say. I didn't tell you to name the woman. I just said, had you ever had to do it? <laughs> I uh, I might have a time or two. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it typically always ends all right. So uh, you're good. You know. You're good for a few minutes, for for an hour or two, right? Yeah. While you're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> it, it typically ends all right. So uh, whatever you do, I will tell you this, people. It ain't the end of the world when something like that happens. You just got to persevere because, uh, you know, God will get you through. That's right. And if he don't, the beer will. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, here is my eighth favorite drinking song of all time. One of the absolute legends. Uh, I had a few people when I put out a question on Facebook about three weeks ago and asked people their favorite drinking song. This I think two or three people picked this one. So hopefully they'll be happy that we included it. Merle Haggard with... I think I'll just stay here and drink. I'll tell you this about the Merle Haggard, too. The one guy commented and said that if you didn't pick Merle Haggard, there'd be a riot. And yep. I asked him if that was a quiet riot song. <laughs> <laughs> Could be holding you tonight. I could quit doing wrong and start doing right. You don't care about what I think Think I'll just stay here and drink Hey, putting you down won't square the deal At least you know the way I feel Hey, take all the money in the bank Think I'd just stay here and drink Hey, listen close and you can hear I loud jukebox playing in my ear Ain't no woman gonna change the way I think I think I'd just stay here and drink Yes, sir Lucky number seven, your seventh favorite drinking song of all time. And it's funny because most of the ones we've done so far have been beer related. We haven't had a whiskey one. We've had a gin and juice, but we haven't had whiskey yet. What you got number seven? Well, I'm still not going to go with whiskey. I mean, it could be a whiskey, I guess. It could be a lot of things. Um, you know, one of the things that I really enjoy is, uh, you know, by, you know, whether I'm drinking or not, well, usually I am drinking, you know, but uh, I like to uh, buy somebody a drink, you, you know, do. and I, I mean, I know, <laughs> I know a guy that it took me like uh, three years to get him to have a drink with me. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that the uh, cover on Facebook is going to have that moment um, in the title of this episode that we're doing right now. Yeah. Uh, we were at the old Talbot Tavern. Mm-hmm. And after three years of trying, I finally broke you. You did. And, uh, you know, I, that was a moment. Yeah. That was a moment. I mean, it we was. shared together. And, uh, 
You rub my nipple? I didn't. I might have. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, in in saying that also, I got, you know, several artists that we go see that I've been able to have a drink with that I hold near and dear to my heart. I've drank with Arlo. I've drank with Casey Campbell. um, You know, Scotty Risner, the new uh, Kentucky Hall of Famer there. Um, You know, so a lot of that stuff. But I think that the night I broke you tops the list. Can you remember what I drank? Ah, oh gosh, it was one of them green beers. Yeah. <laughs> it was a Heineken. It was a Heineken. Yes, yes, it, yes was. it was. And uh, and I've been to rehab three times since then. I right? know, and I think you might have cirrhosis of the liver now. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, but uh, this song, here, <laughs> this song here, I picked. Uh, we're gonna speed it up a little bit, Brian. We're gonna go with ACDC. Have a drink on me. Yeah, we are. But we gotta tell you. You brought up the story of the, the the you know you you finally got me to drink that Heineken. Flash forward two years. Uh-huh. I'm running a marathon. <laughs> okay, oh it's 103 degrees outside. No exaggeration. The hottest day of the year. And what's the name of the marathon? It was called the Reaper. <laughs> and it literally was and. I'm like 10 miles in and I lap around and, and Lee says, here, this will help you and, and hands me a Michelob Ultra, which is one of the worst beers of all time. And that's this fact. If, if you're going to drink water, get water. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I chug that thing. We just lost the sponsorship, Brian. Uh, Michelob, if you want to sponsor me, I'll take your money and I'll say you're the best beer of all time. <laughs> I, don't, I ain't above line. <laughs> but anyway, what happened to me after that, Lee? Well, Brian, uh, you uh, went into what I call um, a bad, bad, bad place. And uh, the next thing I know, you was in the locker room, laying flat on the floor, uh, dying. Pretty much. And, yep. Had a seizure, had a severe heat stroke. Yeah. And you took one look and then went in the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God Travis was there. He, yeah. he's, he saved your life that day. But, you know, I went um, outside to sit with the girl. <laughs> but i will say this you followed me to the hospital and stayed tired you knew i was gonna be okay even though yeah, you, was, you was driving you know all the way home that night i actually went out and was directing the uh ambulance people into your room yeah well yeah well they said you you offered to give me mouth to mouth and they they said that's not necessary sir you said but i really want to give you mouth to mouth <laughs> is this a drinking episode <laughs> <laughs> what song were we supposed to play ah uh, <laughs> well, have a drink on me, ACDC.
All right. So for my number seven, I have one of my favorites, if not my favorite artist, one and only Sturgill Simpson. But the song he originally had with his band called Sunday Valley back in the day, it never quite made it. They put out one album, uh, and then they kind of broke up. And, but they played all over Lexington and, you know, all the way through Kentucky and several other states during that era. And he finally released it properly in 2020 on Cutting Grass Volume 1. And it is a song called Sometimes Wine. And just like my number eight of old Merle Haggard, it is a song pretty much about a fella drinking, trying to forget his problems, mainly his woman problems. And Sturgill says, I'd like to tell you I can make it without you. I won't shed a tear when you walk out that door. Lord knows I've been down that road a time or two. But then again, I've never been without you before. So... I really love this song. I, I had listened to the Sunday Valley version a lot. And when he put the track list out for Cutting Grass, I thought it was going to be on there and finally going to get a proper wide release. And I was very excited. And I really like the bluegrass version that he put out on this particular album. And uh, I know you've heard this song because uh, you, you, you're you like me and you, uh, you do like Sturgill Simpson. Absolutely. This guy is so super talented. You know, I... Uh... I, I know that uh, he's had some issues with his vocal cords, and I truly, truly hope that uh, we get to listen to him sing again because he is a badass singer. Well, here in about a month, they're having a uh, 90th birthday tribute to Willie Nelson, mm -hmm. and Sturgill is scheduled to perform a song there, so I'm hoping that means he's on the mend. That would be fantastic. We're going to go? It's in L.A. All right, mm -hmm. let's do it. Well, are you buying the tickets? Well, that's a long flight, but uh, <laughs> we could probably make it happen. The tickets are 800 bucks. Okay. <laughs> Here he is. Sturgill Simpson, my seventh favorite drinking song of all time with Sometimes Wine. What do you have at number six? A song that barely missed out getting into your top five drinking songs of all time. You know, the number six song that I got is a second generation singer um, that, you know, I can 
I can remember listening to this song with my dad. Uh, you know, you you talk about listening to songs with your dad all the time. Yep. Well, this is one that I uh, listen to with my dad all the time. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's certain reasons within the song that I hadn't listened to it or remember that because, you know, uh, there's this is a kind of a controversial song back when it came out mm-hmm. because it mentioned some things that um, was illegal back then, but is now becoming more modernized and they're starting to see that it has a medicinal purpose. Yeah. You know, so uh, that's one of the reasons that I remember this. And uh, I will tell you that um, Hank Williams Jr. is a damn good drinking song. And I would say... I want to go with family tradition. All right. So I, I'm, I'm glad you picked this. Uh, you and I went back and forth for a few weeks. And I told you I had 30 songs and I was trying to whittle them down to 10. And this was after like a week. And you said, well, I've got eight. I, I'm hoping to find two more. <laughs> <laughs> but this was one that almost made my, uh, it ended up being my top 20, but just didn't make my top 10. But here's a, here's a fun fact for you, Lee. I performed this song live in front of about 600 people one time. Really? I did. Dixie can testify to the fact that I actually grew a beard out and looked a lot like Hank Jr. And sung this and, and lip synced. I, I can't sing. In, I mean, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But they played this and I got up there and acted like him for a charity event one time. Did you look like him before he fell off the mountain or after? Oh, it was definitely after. <laughs> <laughs> they know, it was definitely after. <laughs> So I'm glad you picked this one, buddy. Uh, and you mentioned that it mentions a few things that was illegal at the time, but obviously you're referring to marijuana. Absolutely. Hank, why do you outgrow smoke? Yep. And it just so happens that yesterday, Kentucky finally got with the modern times and legalized medical marijuana. So if you are suffering from any various ailments out there, there's a list of 20 on, the, on a website, and uh, you can go get your prescription for medical marijuana now. Yep, absolutely. I'll tell you, you know, back then, I, uh, you know, they indoctrinate you in school and they make you believe certain things. And, you know, uh, I found out my dad was partaking in a little bit of puff, 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 pass. And I thought he was going to die because that's (laughs) what they told me in school. If you do this, you're going to die. And, uh, you know, he used this song as we was on our way to the races one night to point out that would they sing about this if it was all that bad? You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, look at it today. Now people's really realizing that it does have a medicinal purpose. Yeah. And I'm not here to spout the, you know, whether or not, it, you know, a fella should smoke marijuana, but science proves that there are certain things out there that it helps. Absolutely. And it is a all natural substance. It's not made in the lab. Like a lot of these you know, opiates that people get it to and do die from. Yes. I don't know if I've ever heard of anybody ODing on marijuana before. No. I mean, if, if, if Cheech and Chong never OD'd from marijuana, I don't think you can. I don't think it'd be possible. So go ahead and introduce this song. We kind of got off on a tangent about marijuana, and this is not a marijuana episode. It's a drinking episode. <laughs> Some people may do both of those activities at the same time, and that's okay too. But what is your number six? Well, I will say, Brian, this is an educational episode, and we're educating people on drinking. Um, So we're going to go with Family Tradition Hank Williams Jr. for number six. (laughs) 
Country music singers have always been a real close family. But lately, some of my kin folks have disowned a few others and me. I guess it's because I kind of changed my direction. Lord, I guess I went and broke their family tradition. song before we take a quick break and then then after that get into our top five uh is the oldest song that we will talk about today because no one knows exactly when it was first written but most people think maybe the 14 or 1500s in ireland it is a song called whiskey in the jar and it is an old traditional ballad about a fellow that robs the government basically and runs off but then his woman sells him out and turns him in for the rent for the reward so he's got nothing left, basically, but whiskey in a jar. And it's been sung by many artists over the years. The Pogues, Stan Lizzie, Brian Adams. But the version I will play here in a moment is Metallica's from 1998's Garage Inc. that won them the Grammy for Best Hard Rock Performance. Are you familiar with this song, my friend? Well, I'm, I'm intrigued by you saying that was back to the 14 and 1500s. It absolutely was. That blows my mind because uh, whiskey back that far. I mean, yep. that is amazing. Well, it was the Irish, I mean. Yeah, that they, is They may amazing. very well been the originators absolutely. here. They were Scottish. I can see. And then we we took it here in Kentucky country and made it better. Bourbon. Nah, you, yeah, probably. But you're not <laughs> even from Kentucky. Well, I'm here now. So let's talk about different whiskeys. You know, the three probably most popular whiskeys are obviously bourbon, Scotch, Scotch and Irish whiskey. Yeah. I know you prefer bourbon and I do too, but do you ever nip at a little Scotch or a little Irish whiskey? Well, uh, my Aunt Jackie uh, that lived in Alabama uh, that I went down and visited at least once a year. I wish I lived down there with her forever, but she was a Scotch drinker. Yep. Um, and then the Irish whiskey, the Jameson and some of them. Things along that um, yep. You know, Scotty Risner's favorite. Yep. As I mentioned earlier, I didn't tell what he drank but (laughs) but yeah um it is all different you know the the difference between it is is how it ages yep and you know that's where you know it all originates the same just like moonshine it basically all starts out as moonshine as all starts out as moonshine and then what they make from it from there is what it is Mm -hmm. so here is metallica from 1998 what <laughs> and with whiskey in the jar what?
we have made it halfway through our top 10 drinking songs. We are still upright and halfway in a, you know, a sane mind. So we will take a brief break and try to hydrate with a little water. And then we will come back and get into our top five drinking songs of all time. But first, a word from our sponsors. And this may very well be the last time they are our sponsors. High quality H2O. Hey, I want to tell you all real quick about the brand new presenting sponsor of that one show, the Goblin Trading Company. They make all kinds of cool stuff, shirts, t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs. Uh, they do a lot of D&D type merchandise, but they also have the, a bunch of exclusive that one show merch. Uh, they've got me as a goblin. They've got me as a superhero, a Funko Pop, all kinds of stuff. You can get those on hoodies, coffee mugs, t-shirts, whatever you'd like. Check them out at etsy.com backslash shop backslash goblin trading. I'll also have a link straight to their store in the show notes of this and every episode of season three. Once again, for your official one show merchandise and much, much more, check out my friends at the Goblin Trading Company. All right, Lee, we're kicking out our top five now. The five best drinking songs of all time, at least according to myself and you. Uh, What do you have in at number five? (laughs) What what do you have in at number five? Did you just say genre? Well, no, but you did. Uh, We're going to try one of these honey ales, Brian. You made this beer, right? Yeah, it's a drunken honey honey ale. See what you think of that. Now, we just told the story about how the last time you handed me a beer, I almost died. So should I drink this? I think you'll be all right. right, Isn't that what I told you the last time? Yeah. I think you'll be all right. All right. Well, anyway, get into your top five real quick, and I'll sample this. All right. So we're going to go into number five, number five on my list. And, uh, you know, one thing about where I live, I got a pretty nice little party pad. Your garage. In my garage. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's pretty good, ain't it? Um, I, uh, a lot of times I'll be in there sitting, listening to music, having a beer, just watching some sports or whatever. And I'll look around behind me and I'll, uh, I'll look at all my friends and, uh, there ain't none of them back there, Brian. <laughs> it's just me. So it kind of leads me into my next song. <laughs> leads me into my next song. I drink alone a lot. You do. So, you know, that song by George George Thorogood. Jorn? George, George, George Thorogood and the Destroyer. Yep. Um, I got a question for you. All right. It, I know you know that song, right? I do. Okay. So how many brands of alcohol did they mention in that song? Uh, 27. 27. No, that's too many. How many? Uh, they got Budweiser, uh-huh. my old buddy Weiser. Yeah. You got Jim Beam and Jack Daniels. Yep. You got um, Johnny Walker, red and black. Yep. Scotch. And, and then they finish it off with some versions 
Some of them have the old granddad, and then the live versions have wild turkey in it. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cool, you know what I mean, going through all the brands. I wonder if he got paid for that. You think he got paid for them as an endorsement? Do you know what? I, he kind of did, and do you know that uh, – I, I would say he probably did. I think he would have too, and I think that's really worked all them in. Yeah. I almost picked a different George Thurgood song, One Scotch, One Bourbon, One Beer. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, that was right there. And that's the thing I was thinking with a lot of these artists. You know, I know we don't want to pick doubles, and maybe somebody might have later. Yeah. But, but – when you think of like the artists we got, like this one, yep. you could have picked either or. Yep. Either one of them could have made it. So, but for my number five, I'm going to go with I Drink Alone by George Thorgard and the Destroyers. And the Destroyers. And I would like for you to play the live version. I don't want no coffee or tea Just me and my good buddy Wiser That's all I ever need Cause I drink alone Yeah, with nobody else And you know when I drink alone I prefer to be by myself Yeah, the other day I was sleeping And I woke from a terrible dream so I called up my friend Jack Daniels and his partner Jimmy Beam and we drank alone. Yeah, with nobody else. Yes, you know what I drink alone. All right, Lee. So for my number five, I'm 99.9% .9 certain you've never heard this song in your life. But I'm also 99.9% certain that the subject matter of this song you have actually been guilty of at least once in your life so imagine that at one time or another probably in your younger days you are in the passenger side of a vehicle uh, drinking a beer while someone else is, is is driving have you ever done that be honest um yes sir i know you have because i've been the driver for you <laughs> before but just, just listen to the opening of this song and tell me if it don't automatically and view, and and very accurately capture sitting in a car trying to drink a beer while someone else drives, okay? Okay. Hey, wake up. Your eyes are open wide. For the last couple of miles, you've been swerving from side to side. You're going to make me spill my beer if you don't learn how to steer. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you what, that reminds, reminds me of the night that I told you to turn that GPS off and I would get you home without it. You did, and we were and we were on a road you'd never been on. Yeah. Out in the middle of nowhere in Kentucky. Yeah. And I said, well, how do we get there, Lee? And you said, take that road. I said, which road? That road. And within 30 seconds, you were passed out. Well, I went, I went to sleep. I wasn't passed out, Brian. I mean, I wouldn't get that far. You were, Audrey, <laughs> <laughs> Dixie, you were there. 
But anyway, my number five is a song called Passenger Side by my favorite band, Wilco, from their debut album back in 1995 called AM. And here it is, my fifth favorite drinking song of all time, Passenger Side by the one and only Wilco. Hey, wake up. Your eyes were open wide. songs left to peace buddy we're getting into the best of the best here the cream to the crop what do you have for your fourth favorite drinking song of all time well brian i'll tell you this um my number four we went and seen him in concert uh at in charleston west virginia it was me audrey rj and james and the whole way down there, we just kept playing his albums because we just we just love him so, and we was all singing them all the way. And then we got down there, and we had pretty close seats. You know, we were probably I'm gonna guess 15 to 20 rows back, off to the side of the stage. And they set this table up down below where we could see it in the aisle, and they put nothing but bottles of Jack Daniels you go on that table. You on? I thought about it. Um, but this guy, I think he's sponsored by Jack Daniels somewhat because they actually even have a bottle that's commemorative of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a Jack Man- Jack Daniels Eric Church version. Mm-hmm. So my number four, Brian, is Drinking My Hand by Eric Church. Well, you know, I would play that if it weren't for the fact that he was sponsored by Tennessee Whiskey. And not a Kentucky bourbon. Because you all know my thoughts on Tennessee. Well. So I don't know if I'm going to play that or not. you got to convince me. I think we might have a struggle between this and me and you. Because uh, Tennessee whiskey might come up a little later, bud. All right. Well, let me just share something about our church here. I, do, I don't particularly love him. But as far as country that gets played on the radio, he's definitely better than all the rest. Absolutely. But. You know, that's like bragging you're the, you know, the the fastest guy, you know, running with with in a group of people that ain't got no legs. The th- the thing I'll tell you that I think that Eric Church has done is he 
he has created his own identity, which I truly respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's others that's doing that, that's following his lead, like Zach Bryan and some of them that has trying to create their own thing. Um, you know, well, hold on a minute. Man. All right. Uh, I, I will say that there have been two fan bases coming, come at me on Twitter hard three, actually. Okay. Uh, Morgan Wallens was by far the worst. Yeah. I mean, I had like over 3 million of them come at me for one little tweet saying that I would never play them on my radio show. Yeah. Zach Bryan's is almost as bad. Garth Brooks is is pretty bad, but they're just really old and bizarre. I mean, they're really bizarre when they don't, came out. Don't be messing with Garth. But I'm telling you, brother, Zach Bryan ain't trying to create his own thing. You don't think? No. I mean, who have you known mm-hmm. that has dropped so much music so quick? Tell me that. Has dropped so much music. Yeah, so because quick. he's got like 40, 40 songs that he dropped like immediately. I mean, you know, in like three years, he's dropped album after album, after, and it's all good stuff. So tell me that. All right. Uh, in 2002, Pearl Jam dropped 100 albums on the same day. Oh, so you liked them, did you? Yes. So, all right, then you're going to be a Zach Bryan fan. Well, I don't have anything against his his music. It's that his fans are insufferable, dude. Well, I understand. I know this one guy come to my garage the other night. Yeah. Didn't know him from Adam, but I like him a lot now. And uh, he had the whole album on his tattooed on his arm. So I can see where they say that. (laughs) Didn't he, Audrey? I don't even know. What what, what song are we playing? It wasn't Zach Bryan. No, it was Eric Church. (laughs) Well, that's a little better. Just a little tiny bit. Ah, drinking my hand, baby. Number four, I have another one from the genre of rock and roll and not country. Some would say maybe the greatest rock and roll band of all time, certainly one of. And it is a little band, I don't know if you've heard of them, Lee, called the Rolling Stones. Are, are they out of England? They are from England. Huh. The little country of England. And this was a song that was never on an album. They released it as a single only way back in 1969. And like many of the other songs, it hit number one. It is called Honky Tonk Women. And before I get into the specifics of this song, I got to see the Stones live back in the day. 
Really? And they played this song. And behind them, a woman gyrated naked on a tongue that was probably about 50 feet long. And the very next thing they showed on the screen was a little girl holding a sign that said, I'm five years old and I love the Rolling Stones. Why and, would they do that? Because it's rock and roll, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but we've talked a couple about people in a bar trying to drink their sorrows and their memories away because their lady has left them, correct? Yes. Just listen at the opening to this song. I mean, this fella is trying to drink his sorrows away, but he's still so hung up on his woman that he literally has to basically be dragged to have sex with another woman. I met a gin-soaked queen in Memphis who tried to take me upstairs for a ride. She had to heave me across her shoulder because I just can't seem to drink you off my mind. That's pretty, pretty tough. That is. Have you ever had a woman put you across her shoulder and pack you upstairs for a ride? Well, I'm, <laughs> Brian, I'm still waiting. Still waiting? <laughs> <laughs> you may be waiting a while, buddy. Oh, thank you. All right, so I know, unlike my previous song, you've had to have heard this one. Yes. What do you, what do you think about this song? I'll tell you what, it's a pretty cool song. I'm telling you... Uh, that band is super stardom. I mean, to think of them, how much they've toured and how long they've lasted is unreal. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a good pick. The Stones are by far the longest running band. 1962. I mean, they have been going yes. for, all, for well over 60 years now. Yes. And... Through and they the, remain relevant. You know what I mean? They, they still sell do. out at stadiums. Yes. Remain relevant. 70-some years old, and they're selling out stadiums. Yes. And Keith Richards is a man. Yes. You can't kill that dude. Well, it's they him. tried. They they can't do it. They can, You cannot kill him. He's had a many a women, women throw him up over his shoulder. Yeah. He has. <laughs> I got in trouble one time in college because of Keith Richards. Why is that? I was in an advertising class, uh -huh. and we told, and we are, we had. You remember the Got Milk ads? Yeah, where they had like a little milk mustache, and people talked about how good milk was for you, the celebrities and whatnot. Uh huh. We had to create one using a celebrity that had never been in a Got Milk ad. So I took and photoshopped a picture of Keith Richards, all looking wild, obviously high, and I put a little milk mustache on him there, and he was licking it. He said, "Hello, my name is Keith Richards." Doctors say I should be dead by now. <laughs> I'm alive for two reasons. I drink a tall glass of milk for breakfast, and then I shoot up heroin for supper. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> did you get an F? I got an A on it. Really? But now I did get in trouble one time because I worked for a paper, and there was a bookstore in town, and I didn't realize it was a Christian bookstore. So keep that in mind. Okay. And I created a mock-up ad to try to sell to them. And it's <laughs> and it said a reading a good book is like having sex. The best part is finishing. <laughs> huh. And, it was and you got kicked out. Oh, I got a little I got in a little trouble for that one, but they didn't uh, buy the ad off hey, of me. But they gotta respect the advertisement. <laughs> the marketing. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Here he is the Rolling Stones. 
And I will only play 59 seconds of this song because if I ever get a cease and desist, it will very likely be from the Rolling Stones because it costs us $1 million to play one of their songs commercially. Here he is, Honky Tonk Women. $1 million. songs left each what is your third favorite drinking song of all time my friend lee well brian the last time do you like how i do that well brian yeah I, I swore i wasn't gonna do that this time and every time well brian my buddy brian yep <laughs> uh the last time i mean once a man's rubbed his nipples the wrong way we're, we're pretty much friends for life at that point i we're, think we, so. we got a bond that you cannot break i i I mean, I think there's a picture to solidify it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I think that uh, after my last my last appearance on your show, um, I got a lot of hate mail for my number one. Um, so that I moved him back three spots. See, we're going to try this again, and <laughs> three spots back. But what I'll say about my number three is this guy. Even though he he was from our local area, um, and hold on, and his genre, um, country. Ah, that was that was his that, genre is country. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, he's from our local area, and yep. uh, for him to go where he did and be a part of the one guy that I hold at the top of my whole list. Um, you, you know, just give away your number one. No, I didn't give away my number one, did I? You said that he, he was in his band, though. <laughs> he was in his band for a long time, and the, the guy might even have paid for his damn funeral. Would oh. you pay for my funeral? I would, as long as we don't make it expensive. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> well, you at least pay for my cremation, then that's a lot cheaper. That is cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll do that. Let's write that down. <laughs> uh, but no, I really, really, truly do hold this guy high on my regards. I think he's a badass singer. I think that he has so many. And this is one that I said earlier that you could pick multiple songs. And uh, I'll say that uh, Colorado Kool-Aid was right there, man. I wanted to pick that one. I think that is so that's such a good song, and I think it's so funny. Because he cuts the old dude's ear off, and he's, <laughs> hey, you get the urge of spitting somebody's ear, spitting your own damn ear. You know what I mean? But 
I went with 15 beers just because there's many nights that I think about just drinking 15 damn beers. <laughs> just 15. Just 15, though. Yes. Yes. You usually go over. No, I just just. I'm thinking about getting up to that level. Just number just. 15. It's a magic number. No yeah. more, no less. Johnny Paycheck, 15 beers. <laughs> I drank 15 beers That's a whole lot of brew in one night When you're trying to drown the memories from your mind It took the 15 beers to get here I don't know how many more did I leave Take my change in tears And drink my 15 beers again Well, I rolled into Joe's about 6.15 I have a song by Loretta Lynn. Does anybody want to take it? Because she'd have several that you could play. Does anybody want to take a guess which one? No? Um, we thought about her. What one is it? <laughs> <laughs> that one. Just like that road. Um, it is from 2004. I bet it ain't Cole Miner's daughter. No, it is a song called Portland, Oregon. Ooh, that's a good one. From 2004's Grammy-winning album, Van Leer Rose, that was produced by my main man, Jack White. And it was actually a song that she writ, pro, writ, actually wrote probably back in the 70s and discarded and never recorded. And Jack White happened to find the lyrics of it in an old file cabinet and said, we've got to put this one on the album. So it was like the last song that they ended up putting on the album. And it's a simple song about two people sitting and drinking in a bar that don't know which each other, but they're getting to know each other over a pitcher of beer and some gin. And what a way to get to know each other. And I bet you've never heard this song, have you, Lee? I haven't, but I got a fun fact uh, in a little bit, so go ahead and keep going. No, go ahead. The song won two Grammys. Well, no, it's about the name Letter of the Lynn. I was doing some research there the other day, yep. and I didn't realize that Lori Morgan, mm-hmm. her real name is Loretta Lynn Morgan. Yep. Did you know that? Named after, but and then she didn't want to use that name Yeah. when she tried to make it you know, on her own in yeah. country music, so she goes with the stage name Lori Morgan. I didn't know that. Yes. And then uh, I didn't realize her and Keith had a uh, son, and he is singing now. The son is a singer. He is. Uh, have you ever heard any of his stuff? I have. You like it? No. Because it's 
too modern country or what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to get us off track, but when you said that about Lori Moore or Loretta Lynn, I, I was intrigued that because Lori Morgan and her dad was named George, was from the Grand Ole Opry. Yep, George Morgan. But anyway, here he is, Loretta Lynn with Jack White, who plays guitar on this song and duets with her with Portland, Oregon. Number two, Lee. Oh, number two. <laughs> Seriously? No. Uh, you know what? This guy right here uh, out of Kentucky, and just so happens we're here in the Kentucky Hills tonight, yep. uh, sitting. Oh, that ain't good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was my medicine alarm. I might got to take my heart rate medicine. Oh my god. <laughs> we won't retake. No, we keep going. We don't want to retake. I'm leaving that in. Oh, you wouldn't. <laughs> you ain't gonna give this guy his due if we do this. <laughs> Trust me, he's got his due. Ah. Uh, all right. So uh I gotta ask you a question. All right. What did you think about the performance at the Super Bowl this year? The halftime? Yeah. Rihanna. No, not that one. So, so Rihanna's your number two? No, not Rihanna. The, the anthem? Yeah. Is my second favorite anthem in Super Bowl history behind Whitney Houston. You really put her behind Whitney? Yeah, Whitney won't be top. Really? No, you can't top. I mean, Whitney did good. But I'm telling you right now, I think this. I think that Chris Stapleton mm -hmm. finally knocked it off the chart. No. And I know that you and Dixie being big Whitney fans, because I'm a Whitney fan, but I'm telling you right now, Chris Stapleton rocked that he out of the I park. said he was second ever. Second. <laughs> I mean, you can't be But I want to circle back around. You just said you was big Whitney fans. Give me give me two Whitney Houston songs. <laughs> just two. Just two of them? Yep. You want them? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, we're going to go with my number two, Tennessee Whiskey. <laughs> 
Oh. Chris Stapleton. Yeah. Who wrote this song? I don't know, but George Jones sung it. Yep, yep. And I think he did a damn good job at it, too. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's pretty uh, telling that it takes a Kentuckian to sing about Tennessee whiskey and and make it good because, you know, Rocky Top's Tennessee State song, and it was written by two Kentuckians. Yeah. So that's all I got to say about Tennessee. You also... You just, like Tennessee, don't you, bud? i tell you what, brother. That is the best state that you like. <laughs> the, the, listen man if in my gas if i run out of gas in tennessee i'm pushing my car to the border of the next state I, <laughs> hey you just hope you're going across the narrow side not the long side <laughs> there's nothing i like about the state of tennessee but nothing. What you, I, I can't help it they chose to live there they're not that, that so that's on them that's on them they can live anywhere they want. They ain't even from there, but who choose, who willingly chooses to live in Tennessee that's not from there? And what's got to be wrong with you? Well, I mean, there are certain areas there that's pretty cool. But tell me what you love about Chris Stapleton. Well, I, re- I like Chris a lot. This ain't my favorite of his songs. But uh, Them what? Stems is my favorite. Really? <laughs> <laughs> We've lost control, ladies. No, I'm trying to pull you back because you got on a rant about Tennessee and the orange. And I didn't say anything about the orange. Now, don't bring that <laughs> shit up. <laughs> Play this song for us. All right. Tennessee whiskey. Chris Stapleton. From reaching for the bottom and brought me back, the end too far gone. You're as smooth as Tennessee whiskey. number two and if you've noticed i have been biased like i am in most of my list towards my my favorite artist i've had sturgill on here i've had loretta lynn on here i've had wilco on here you had lee as your favorite host i've had uh and now i have the avent brothers with a song called when i drink hey i got to see them with you you did you did and uh, Groucho's not happy about it. <laughs> if you all have made it this far, listening to this episode, 
I'm going to say a word right now, and you tell me that word, I'll send you a sticker. Because I don't think very many people is going to get through this entire episode. The, co- the code word is code word. <laughs> <laughs> so don't put hey. it out for everybody to see, but DM me code word, and you will get a one-show sticker. And I want you to send him 5,000 of these code word DMs. <laughs> Here's the disclaimer. First 10 people are only eligible. <laughs> no, we're going to give away 5,000 stickers. But anyway, back to you behind them. Yes, sir. Drunkle Brewing will sponsor the stickers. All right. When, when I Drink is from 2006 EP, The Gleam. And it is a very simple but profound song about someone who, with drinking, sometimes brings out the best in them, but also other times bring out the worst. So it heightens whatever mood they are in, which is really what drinking does. If you are depressed, it will likely make you more depressed. Yes. If you are ready to party and are happy, it will enhance that party. Yes. So here's just a... uh, It says... And now quoting from the song here, and he's referring to drinking. It's the only way to keep that last bit of sanity. But maybe I don't have to be good, but I can try to be at least a little better than I've been so far. And that is very simple, but, you know, we're all never going to be perfect. But we can try just a little bit to be better than we have been so far. So when I drink... I often, as the song says, say things I don't want to say. And I often do things I don't want to do, like getting my nipple rubbed by you. Yeah, you do. She said, yeah, you do. Well, I did make a pillow of that picture on it and give it to you. And you snuggled it for the last two years. Two and a half. That was the only thing got you through COVID when you was quarantined (laughs) to your bedroom, wasn't it? Looking over there and seeing me. When I had COVID, that was the only thing that got me through. Yep, it was. (laughs) <laughs> now you just lost the last one listener we had brian well send code word to me code words code word and here is the avent brothers or are the avent brothers with when i drink when i drink i say things i don't wanna say Things I don't wanna do. I talk mean to you, but if I think I just might get something out of this, my parents taught me to learn when I miss. Just do your best Just do your best It's the only way to keep that last bit of sanity Maybe I don't have to be good But I can try to be at least a little better Than I've been so far But when I drink I hear things that aren't
All right, we just have one left apiece, my friend. Without further ado, what is your favorite drinking song of all time? The number one, the best, according to you. Well, Brian. Yep. Oh, I said it again, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> How many times did I say that? 17. All right. Well, we're going to have a drink all right. because I'm going to say genre. All right. Or uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. You know, and anybody playing along with the uh, drinking game should have got more than three drinks tonight, but they didn't because will, we failed them. I'll be honest with you. If they've got, they've had to get drunk just to get through this episode, man. Well, they might have. But we're going to have a Drunkle Brewing coffee porter to finish this off. Can I just say one thing? What is it? I have begged you for the last year to sponsor this show. And you've got more free advertising than anything I've ever seen. I'm cutting you off at this point. Well, I remember you calling me a cheap bastard one time in an episode. And I have actually, I had downloaded that episode and cut that out. And I've used that for our advertising um, up in the north. But you don't get it down here in the south. Your Uncle Bruin's a cheap bastard. Yes. Uh, well, anyway, what's number one? Well, as you can know. Uh, as I can know. As you can know. <laughs> okay. As you might know. As you maybe know. As may somebody know. might know. Um, I will tell you this. I could have chose 10 songs from one artist. Yeah. George Jones. How'd you know? Because you told me a while ago. You wasn't supposed to know this. No, I could have chose 10 songs from the 16 biggest hits. Yep album and if anybody has that album out there that want to sell it on vinyl i have looked everywhere high and low and i cannot find it i will buy it um How much i will give you ten dollars right. maybe nine dollars or twelve dollars yep. um, but what i'll tell you is this i have that album on cd in my mom and dad's garage in a cd player on the shelf right now and every time we was down there working on the go-karts or uh, working on the race cars, that was playing in the garage. And uh, I'm telling you, I could have picked 10 songs off of that that could have made my top 10 for this episode mm -hmm. because I drank a lot of beers to that song. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I picked off of that, though, uh, is the one that will probably do me in. But... Um, it's badass, dude. It really is badass. I love you, Brian. Thank you for bringing me on the show one more time. I know I'm a horrible, horrible co-host, and uh, I'm never going to be invited back again, so I got to get my hurrah right now. I love you, man. You are so awesome. Um, but if you would play one last song for me, If Drinking Don't Kill Me All right, by buddy. George Jones. All right. Bars are all closed It's four in the morning I must have shut them all down By the shape that I'm in I lay my head on the wheel And the horn begins honking The whole neighborhood knows that I'm home drunk again If drinking don't kill me Her memory will 
I can't hold out much longer The way that I feel With the blood from my body I could start my own steel But if drinking don't So we have come to the end of a long and strange journey. One thing left to do, and that's to play my number one song. And keeping with a theme that I've had for several of my songs, it is about a fella sitting at a bar trying to drink away the memories and the sorrows of his woman that has left him. My opinion, the greatest drinking song of all time is Mr. John Prine. Yes, I guess they ought to name a drink after you. 1972's Diamond in the Rough. Mr. Prime so eloquently states, oh, I get drunk most every night. Seems like all we do is fight. The more I drink, the less I feel blue. Sometimes I feel like an awful fool spending my life on this old bar stool. And yes, I guess they ought to name a drink after you. And then he whispers, which you can very subtly pick up on headphones, Bloody Murray. So I guess that's the drink that was named after his woman. Lee, I'd say it's been a good time, but as we've established, I don't lie on this podcast. <laughs> but in all seriousness, thank you for coming on, brother, and you told me that you love me, and I'd say the same, but as we've established, I don't lie on this podcast, <laughs> but I do love you, man. You, you've been a great blessing to me since you came into my life five years ago and rubbed my nipple. <laughs> I did Five years? We've been together five years I now. I didn't do it on the first date. No, but five years, we just two years away from being... I've been courting you for quite a while yeah. before I got to rub your nipple. And we just five years away from a common law marriage. Uh, Ten years, you married, ain't you? In Kentucky. <laughs> Here he is, John Prime. But yes, I guess they ought to name a drink after you. Thanks for listening. This has been that one show, and we will see you all next week, maybe. And have another drink. Oh, I get drunk most every night. Seems like all we do is bad. The more I drink, the less I feel blue. Sometimes I feel like an awful fool. Spending my life on an old bar stool And yes, I guess They ought to name a drink after you I'll fill it with another shot And yes, I guess they 
ought to name a drink after you. That one show is brought to you by the Goblin Trading Company and is written, recorded, and produced by me, Brian Combs, most of the time right on my kitchen table. If you enjoy this show, I ask that you please share it with others that you think may like it as well. And in the meantime, check out that one show on social media, either on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or all of the above. Thanks for listening. And until next week, spin that black circle.